0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'd like us to turn our beautiful Bibles to Hebrews 11. Let's read together. The Bible says um, that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than who? Yes. By which he obtained witness that he was? God testifying of his gifts. I want you to underline gifts. God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet does what? Can we read that again? The Bible says that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than who? Cain was the brother. By which he obtained witness that he was... God testifying, can you imagine that? God testifying of his gifts, not one gift, his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet he does what? Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Yes, um, I was just going through that scripture. And I noticed one very profound thing. Um, can we go to Genesis 4-4? Genesis 4-4. It says, and Abel, he also brought of his fastlings of his flock. Fastlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel to his offering. Praise the Lord. Verse 5 says, but unto Cain and unto his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, And his countenance did what? Praise the Lord. When you go through the Bible, the reason as to why Abel's sacrifice is accepted has two ways to it. Praise the Lord. Abel's sacrifice was accepted because Abel was foreseeing. It was like a typification of the coming of Christ. He just did not offer An offering because he felt led to. But he offered because in the heart of hearts, he desired that there comes a savior to the rescue of the sinfulness of men. Praise the Lord. So he offered. And God looks at that and is like, wow, I love this brain. I love this mind. No one taught him that. Praise the Lord. And Cain's offering is rejected for one reason because it was a minka kind of offering it was what they call a eucharistic offering he offered of the ground he offered of the things that he had gotten from the ground praise the lord of wheat of what of what of what of what in a way he seemed to like not understanding or not putting his sacrifice in the mind of what was to come ahead praise the lord praise the lord and so god looks at that offering and is like No, 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 no. Why was God rejecting Cain's offering? For one reason. Number one, there was a curse that has already been put that out of the sweat of your brows are you going to eat. And God could not eat of the sweat of the brow. Praise the Lord. God could not receive of the sweat of the brow because he needed you to understand one thing, that by the offering of Jesus Christ, which Abel did, we were not supposed to enter human effort to provide what the sacrifice of Jesus had already provided for us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So God looks at Cain's offering and is like. Wow, I love this brain. Why did God love that brain? God loved that brain because of one thing. It is only when we build our ministries after the manner unto which we were shown, the very pattern, that we can speak long after we are gone. Abo is only able to speak after because he got a certain mind to the offering. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, let's go to Hebrews, where we were, 11.4. Hebrews 11.4. The Bible says that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than kind. Hallelujah. Our father has been teaching us today and he said one important thing. That David could not build the temple for one reason. Why? Because he had blood in his hands. And God wanted to establish a kingdom separate from blood. That is why in the days of Solomon, there was even no war. When you read, they tell you there was no war in the reign of Solomon. And Solomon was the one that was mandated to build the temple. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, in kind trying to bring these seeds before God, he was trying to represent a man that still builds in blood. What does it mean to build in blood? What it means to build in blood is that you're building a message or you're building a ministry in the place where you're telling men by their human effort they can still suffice even after Christ has died on the cross. Praise the Lord. That is why in this ministry, we insist that the message, you as ministers, you're going out there to establish ministries. The message is one of that most important key. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus Christ. Now, God looks at Cain's offering. Why was Cain's offering accepted? He foresaw the nailing of Christ on the cross. And if it was so, the benefits of a one that will walk in them. And there he offered. We don't just offer. Praise the Lord. There has to be a revelation in the inside of us that causes us to do the things that we do. You don't just bring seed to this basket because you saw Apostle Emma getting the seed in his hand and he's coming to put it there. no. No, there is something that must minister to you that you are celebrating of what God already did. You are not doing it to attract something to your side. Praise the Lord. That is what that produces results that last. Why do we give? We do not give because We are trying to bend God's hand to give us. No. We accept that by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, we are rich. He said, for this reason, Christ was made poor that you may become rich. He became poverty. He became the very embodiment of poverty that you may become rich. So who are you? You are the rich one of God. So you give out of the abundance of your riches. Not attracting something. When you do that, you will be in the part that kind was. You will never attract anything good from God. Why? Because your attitude matters. Praise the Lord. Your attitude matters. Now the Bible says something very, very gracious. I want us to go to the very part of Hebrews 11.4. Let's go back there. It says Hebrews 11.4 It says, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than who? Than Cain. The Bible is busy calling it a more excellent sacrifice. A more excellent sacrifice than what? Than Cain. It is what drew his inspiration to offer that made it more excellent. Praise the Lord. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Can you imagine that? These things were done way before, but God looked at that and counted unto Abel righteousness. He looked at him and he said, no, by his faith he has entered another realm. This realm is called righteousness. Praise the Lord. There is how the righteous offer. They are offerings in everything that they do. You are offering in worship. You are offering in ministry. You are offering in anything that you touch. Speaks ahead for you in the generations that are supposed to come. Praise the Lord. It says, God testifying of his gifts. He brought an animal. And he took it before God and said, God, take of this. But why does God call it gifts? And why is it gifts? God calls it gifts because in that act, till today, when people are there busy in the world, sinning, the what? There is still that voice that cries in the inside. You know, there is two ways to it. There is the voice of kind that cries of visions that says, oh, the voice of Abel. But there is a voice that cries in the men that we are supposed to reach out there. Showing the pattern to every man. That every man for them to enter rest. For them to enter a place where their sacrifices are counted as more excellent unto the eyes of God. They have to see of the cross and its finished works. Praise the Lord. That is the reason why we are here. Fanero was not built as a ministry just to, to, to help you continue with working and working, and believing, and nothing comes out of it. No, 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 no. There is something. That is why you see us increasing and increasing every other day. The Bible says God testified of his gifts. Why did God testify of his gifts? His gifts because that kind of sacrifice was the one that was supposed to come. The Bible says that when Jesus died, he brought many sons into glory. That was the sacrifice that was supposed to come to present unto God you to him as gifts. Praise the Lord. You are presented to God, the Bible says, For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we have to build anything that must last. If we have to build anything that must touch generations ahead of us. The mind unto what we offer and how we offer it is important. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to look at the Bible in the book of Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. The Bible says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And to what? I don't hear you. The Bible says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained. Oh, Jesus. God has before ordained that we should walk in them. I want you to understand that they are good works. Guys, there's a certain pattern I want you to see. I want you to understand that they are good works. Good. Praise the Lord. Let me look at this scripture in the Amplified Version. I want to show you something. The Bible says, For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined. He planned beforehand. He planned them beforehand. Praise the Lord. There were works that were planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them, living the good life. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not just guessing our ways. You don't wake up in the morning and you don't know what to do. No. When you put your foot down like this, God says, "Uh uh-huh, your paths are ordered. Your parts are ordered. When you wake up in the morning, God says, yes, that is it. Your parts are ordered. And what are they ordered into? They are ordered into a good life. A good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, I read somewhere in the Bible. And the Bible says in the book of Colossians 2.10. That we are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Praise the Lord. Now, there is no way God can fashion something with his hands. The Bible says you are his handiwork. There is no way God can fashion something with his hands. There is no way God can fashion something with his mind. There is no way God can meraki himself in the inside of something and it is not complete. It is impossible. There is no way God can merak himself, put everything that he is, use his hands to make of something, a ministry that you're looking at, a sacrifice that you want to offer unto God, and it is incomplete. It is impossible. There is no way God can fashion your body. God can fashion you. God can fashion anything that surrounds you, and it is incomplete. It is impossible. Why? Because perfection is God, and God is perfection. That is why you are complete. Why are you complete? Because he has filled you with himself. The Bible says you have come to the fullness of life. Fullness of life. Let's look at this verse in Amplified Version. It says, And you are in him made full. And having come to the fullness of life. You have come to the fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father... Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that? In Christ. In Christ. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you have reached full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule, authority, of every angelic principalities and power. That is what God has filled you with. That is the essence of his workmanship. Why? To the essence that everything that comes out of you will last for eternity. The Bible says in the book of First 1 Peter 1.23. Can we go there? First 1 Peter 1.23. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. What came out of Cain... Had to die because it was a symbolism of what was birthed out of human effort. You wake up in the morning, ministry is hard. You wake up in the evening, you can't do anything. You can't reach out. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Everything is hard because it is dependent on your, on your flesh. Anything that is born of the flesh must die. It must die. The flesh cannot glory in the presence of God. The Bible says, being born again, not of the incorruptible seed, but of the incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. What are you building? What are you thinking? In the dream that God has put in the inside of you, what do you see? That that you see, God says, because your birth of the word, it lives and it abides forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They are those things that are corruptible. Anything that is burst out of your human effort to please God, to respond to God, to do to God, to do it for you, that one must die. It is corruptible. Praise the Lord. It is corruptible. But let me tell you one thing. We cannot build ministry on incorruptibility once we understand a scripture such as 2 Timothy 1 9. The Bible says, Who has saved us? Say, Uh huh. Who has saved us and called us with an unholy calling? Can you imagine? You were called with an unholy calling. And called us with an unholy calling. Not according to our works. These are the things I'm telling you. But according to His own. Purpose and grace, which was given to us in Jesus Christ, before the world began. Before the world began, before the world began, you are a prophet. Before the world began, you are an apostle. Before the world began, you are a teacher of the word. Before the world began, you are that thing that you know that you are by the essence of calling. And the Bible says that is a holy calling. It is holy. It is a set-apart kind of calling. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Verse 10. But is now made manifest. It is now fanarled. Now. Now. It has fanarled. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. He abolished it and has brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel my God he has brought life and immortality do you know what immortality means immortality means that you have been elevated your ministry has been elevated everything that comes out of you has been elevated above every corrupting influence of the world Your ministry is above demons. Your ministry is above sicknesses, above diseases, above poverty, above perils of this, above anything you can imagine. It has been set apart. Praise the Lord. What immortality means there? It means it cannot die. What immortality means there? It means that with every receding, with every progressing day, it gets better and better. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. It gets better and better. It gets better and better. Why? Because it is not subject to the corrupting influences of this world. Let me tell you one thing. A ministry getting old and getting closed up, that is corrupting. It is under the corrupting influence of the world. Let me tell you, you being sick and falling sick and, 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 and dying, that is corrupting. What is corrupting? Corrupting is decaying. It means you are bound to suffer in the very way that a mere human being should suffer. But you are not of them. You are not of the works of kind. The Bible says that you are born of God. And the very same Bible says that whatsoever is born of God, it lives and abides forever. Praise the Lord. I want us to start meditating ministry to a place of infinity. Not that place where our fathers did, our forefathers. They knew once they go, ministry will close. They knew once they die, it is ended. They knew once this happens, that is done. They, they just had a mind of closing up things. But that is the corrupting influence, corrupting mindset of this world. Praise the Lord. We don't come from that. The Bible says, by the light of the gospel, we are walking in life and immortality. Life and immortality. The life they are talking about there is the life of God, Zoe, and immortality, meaning you're just not immortal. You are superhuman. There is nothing about you that can fade unless you allow it. There is nothing. There is nothing that is part of God that can see an end. There is no end to what God has started. There is no end to it. There is no human end to what God has established. We are looking at ourselves as ministers of the word of God. But we see a certain end to it. There is no end. That is why the book of James says that our end is of the Lord. Of the Lord. Of the Lord. The end of your work in ministry. The end of the things that must follow you is the end of the Lord. The end of the Lord. The Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The works of your hands are blessed. Everything that comes out of you as an offering before God, it is blessed. Because the mind that covers that offering is not the mind that was working in Cain. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Titus that we are the regenerated ones. We don't carry that spirit. We don't carry that mind that kills. We don't carry that mind that wastes. The Bible says in Titus 3.5 that not by works of righteousness that we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Verse 6. It says, which he shed on us abundantly through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Upon you was shed the Holy Spirit abundantly. Let me tell you one thing. Jesus had a ministry in the plane of the earth. He had a ministry. And one day, they got a hold of him as it was the mind of God. And he was crucified and died. He died. He was taken to the graves. He was put in a tomb. He was closed up in there. Praise the Lord. And every carnal mind knew that that was the end of Jesus' ministry. They even went ahead and celebrated and say, Oh, man of God, after all these miracles, signs and wonders, look at yourself. He was even mocked by a thief on the cross, letting him know that everything that he had done had come to an out. But where there is an abundance of the shedding of the Holy Ghost, there is nothing that dies. There is nothing that can die. Your dream cannot die. Whatever it is that God can put in the inside of you cannot be suffocated for as long as the Spirit of God is in you. Which abundance do you carry? You carry the abundance of the Holy Ghost. What is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? The Bible says He brings to life. He quickens your mortal body. The essence of the Spirit of God is that even if They tell you right now that your uncle has died and we have buried him. The essence of the Holy Spirit is that when you appear, life starts in your uncle. Because there is nothing of the Holy Ghost that can die. If that was the case, then there wouldn't be um, an increase of the things of the Spirit. Churches are increasing. Jesus, long after 3,000 years of death... We are just becoming stronger and stronger. And even as we are talking right now, there's just something that is about to erupt in the spiritual realm that is supposed to set you on course to what God called you. The Bible is busy telling us that this knowledge that we are talking about is going to cover the whole earth as the waters of the sea. That was one man. One man that lived and walked in the plains of the earth. And so are you. If the ministry upon Jesus' life could not close, yours cannot close. Fanero will never close. Why can't Fanero close? We have built in the most accurate way you can ever think about. We knew the kind of message. We know where to put what? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you here believe that I am called? I am called of God and I must do something for Jesus. Praise the Lord. There is this scripture in Acts 17, 23. 23? The scripture that says in him we move, in him we live. Yes, it's there. It says, for I passed by and beheld your devotions. Yes. It says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, we are also his word. Now, when you look at the, at the living there, that in him we live, it's the word, it borrows the word zao, which means to walk in the life. Not any life, but the life of God. Let me come to the moving. Moving borrows a word that says, one that is patterned to walk in the life. One that is ordered to walk in the life. It means, guys, I want to make you rest. I want you to make you rest in this truth. All of us here are called of God. So don't be looking aside and you're like, I saw this one preaching. It seems this one is the evangelist. No, all of us are called of God. All of us. All of us. We may not all have the pulpit, but we are all called of God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, for in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also as your poets are. Now, that move there, it borrows a word that means to walk, to be ordered in the pattern of life. Pattern of life. Praise the Lord. You are walking in your ministry. You are walking in everything that you have. You are walking in everything that you carry, but pattern to life. 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 Not this life of men. The life of God himself. Sometimes it is just a working of ignorance. But with God is all truth. What does it mean? When you wake up in the morning to enter your daily businesses, God is seeing a person that is walking, but patterned in the steps of life. You remember the Bible says that you are life-giving spirit. Yeah? Should be five, 1 Corinthians 15.45. You are life-giving spirits. It says, so it was written, the first man was made a living soul. And the last, not the second man, not the second, get it. It is the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last, not the second, the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That one that has filled you from your head to the soles of your feet. He was made a quickening spirit. We follow this sequence in the scripture. The first Adam received life. The last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Praise the Lord. That is who you are. The life-giving spirit. That everywhere you go, over street evangelism, over you're seated in a taxi, over you're moving where? A life Giving spirit. Praise the Lord. You don't need to conjure it to start working in the inside of you. Wherever you appear, life has appeared. Wherever you go to, life has come. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And this is not just to you, but this is to everything that you possess as a child of God. Meaning your clothes, your shoes, everything that is around you, your bag, everything that you carry with you carries life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This ought to be our meditations and our speech. Your ministry is a life-giving ministry. Wherever you find yourself. When you pick your phone in the morning to send a devotion to someone, you have sent life. Because it has come from your phone. Your phone has nothing but to respond to the life that you're sending. Praise the Lord. There was a day I was seated in my house. Then God gave me such... I don't know. I don't know if it is a startling revelation or what. He told me something. He told me, if I can sit in my house and start to meditate myself as a life-giving spirit, what I'm doing is that I'm communicating that very thought to everything that lives around me. Everything. That is the reason as to why Paul got off his clothes and his clothes were busy healing. The aprons, the handkerchiefs, they were busy healing. Why? This this thing has an ear. This thing has a mind. They hear. This thing has an ear. It has a mind. What else? This one. It has an ear. It has a mind. Whatever is the thought pattern and your thought process, it is directly communicated to these things. All of them you're seeing here. All of them. That is why it is wrong for you as a child of God to talk anything or think anything negative in your mind. Because once you do, it communicates. That is why some people here, they snatch their phones. Why? Because you're thinking, oh, my phone is very good. Someone can take it. So the phone is like, whoa, way they can take me? So when a person comes to snatch it, it it just goes. It's like they say they can take me. It's they say they can take me. But if your mind is in what God spoke about you as a child of God, you cannot take it. You cannot take it. You cannot. There's a certain guy who was giving me uh, a testimony. He told me he was praying in his room. Then he got a vision. Of one of us, one of us was talking on their phone. Then uh, someone was running to snatch it. And he just said, power of the Holy Ghost. Whoever was touching that phone just fell down and let that phone go. Praise the Lord. It means these things here, they have a certain response. They have a certain way in which they act to the things that we have put across them. And that is the essence as to why we must be very, very deliberate in the thoughts that we put in our heads. This is the only reason as to why you will enter a country or a continent and you'll find everyone's mind is channeled to your aid. Everyone wants to respond to your gospel. Everyone wants to respond to everything that you're saying. Everyone wants to feed of you. Everyone wants to bless you. Everyone wants to do everything for you. Why? Because at a certain point P, you were seated in your mind channeling the right thoughts to the place that it must be. Guys, struggling is unnecessary. Suffering is unnecessary. We were not called to suffer and struggle and give a testimony of how we came out of it. No. Everything is here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's go back to that scripture. Acts 17, 28, it says, for in him we live and move, and move, and have our being. In him we live and move. What does that mean? I've just been telling us, that means that your your legs, everything that surrounds you, your thoughts, where your thoughts are moving, they are patterned to the way of life. Where your mind is going, it is patterned in the way of life. You wake up in the morning and maybe someone is telling you, no, you know, I have this sick sister. I have this sick. Where are you? If your mind can go there, it has patterned life to that direction. Praise the Lord. You know, at the end of the day, guys, we will never get an opportunity to go to every hospital in this country or in the world because you're going to be so known. Your name is going ahead of you. And at the end of the day, you may never be able to go to Mulago Hospital, Mulago Chirudu. Then you go to a hospital in Kenya, in Ghana. Then you go to a hospital in the Australian country. Then you you might not be able to do that. But there is the principle of life of God in the inside of you. That principle is what is supposed to channel healing in every place that it's supposed to appear. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. It is the essence as to why we have come to the knowledge. And once you have come to the knowledge, the Bible says, Walk ye now you that you have known Christ. Walk ye in him. Walk in him. Walk in Christ. Walk in Christ. Praise the Lord. Walk ye in him. You have come to this knowledge. Walk. Move. The very word, it borrows the same. Walk in him. Move in him. Live in him. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Yes, uh, I'd like us to look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 24. The Bible says that wherefore, the law was what? The law was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ. That we might be done what? That we might be justified by faith. Praise the Lord. Uh huh. Do you now see how Abel receives his justification and his counted righteousness? By faith. By faith. He did not walk in the above scripture. He walked in the lower one. That we might be justified by faith. The Bible says, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be what? Justified by faith. Uh But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Uh We are just no longer under... For you are all children of God in, in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God by faith in Christ. By faith. Whatever you attract is in the pattern of faith. Whatever you attract is in the pattern of the Spirit of God. Whatever you build, you are building on the Spirit of God. What the Spirit of God has breathed upon. Not your own works. Can we look at that in the message version? From 24. It says... The law was like those Greek tutors with which you are familiar who escort children to school and protect them from danger and destruction. Making sure the children will really get to the place they are set out for. That was the work of the law. That was the work of the human flesh. That is why they will wake up and beat you in the morning to read your Bible and you... You are reading, and all the veins are popping out from this because you had not yet come to the working of the Spirit of God. It says, The law was like those Greek tutors. Uh huh. Verse 25. It says, But now you have arrived at your destination. You have arrived at your destination. It means we build our ministry at the destination. We have arrived. We have arrived. We are not in endless genealogies and endless pursuits of things which Christ did not give on the cross. We have arrived at our destination. Verse 26, it says, by faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. Direct. That is what makes your offering worthy of God. That is why when you offer, you're not like everyone else. When you start up something, you're not like everyone else. You carry a direct relationship with God. The other people, they needed mediators. That is why there was Moses, a mediator. Elijah, all kings, priests and prophets and judges served as mediators to that generation. Not now you remember what Papa was teaching us about prophecy? He said even the work of a prophet in your life is just to confirm what has already been affirmed in your spirit. His work is not to give you a direct relationship to God. No, no. You have a direct relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And now that you have arrived in your destiny, you build therein. You build in your destiny. Who is your destiny? Let me show you something in Psalms 91. It says... He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of. The secret place is the place you arrived. His name is called Jesus. Jesus. He says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Verse 5, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Yes, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Every time you're meditating of your ministry and the things that must come out of you as a child of God, think on that scripture. You are in the secret place. Your secret place is Jesus. He is your habitation. That is where you sit. That is where you rest. And that is where we build ministry. Praise the Lord. Let's just thank God somebody, somebody, somebody just thank the Lord thank God that you're building the right way, that you're building in the right things, that you're building in the right message, that the life of God is in the inside of you and the life of God in you with his word of God in you is your guide. You can never miss it in life. In the mighty name of Jesus, you can never miss the mark. Somebody pray in the spirit in this place. In Christ Jesus we have arrived. In Christ Jesus we have arrived to our destination. In Christ Jesus we have... Oh I have arrived! The life which is of God is in the inside of me. I have arrived. In the mighty name of Jesus. I have arrived for the influence of nations. I have arrived for the influence of continents. I have arrived in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody pray like you understand. You understand what God has put in you. Pray like you understand the weight of the things that God has bestowed on you. Because of what you must influence those things that you have been meditating of the Word of God, those things that sit in the inside of you as the wells of the nations, we call them forth today in the mighty name of Jesus. That you shall walk with the conscience that you are called for the influence of nations. Not just this generation but generations that are coming ahead of you. Because whatever is in the inside of you cannot die. Whatever is in you cannot die in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever is in your spirit is the life giving material to the nations oh kalabakerebos you are effective ministers of the gospel oh the bible says that the sufficiency is not of you <laughs> but the sufficiency is of God that has made us able ministers of the new covenant oh, kalabakerebos we carry a sufficiency that is not of ordinary men. Hey, hey. Our end is God and God himself. We speak to nations. Be open. We speak to nations. Fall on yon. lift your hands and let me pray for you. There is something in this place. I I do not have words for it, but there's something in this place. There's just an anointing in this place. There is just an anointing in this place confirming everything that you've been feeling in the inside of you. There's people here that can hardly eat. They can hardly sleep. Because by them has come the burden of the gospel. By them has come the burden of this message. And even if you've been eating and sleeping. And kind of your eyes seem at one point to have been shut to the trueness of who you are. There is an anointing to awaken you to your purpose. Your purpose and the grace of God right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Your purpose and the grace of God in the mighty name of Jesus. These are the days that were prophesied to us. That in those days, in those days, these are the days. And Father, with all humility, we receive, Lord my God, of what is the portion of they that know this much. We thank you for your grace upon our lives. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the life. In Jesus' name we have prayed.